Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode, it's all about content. We're talking about what we're reading, watching, listening to, and currently enjoying. We'll dig into our favorite books, podcasts, magazines, and TV shows, and talk about why the way in which we consume content seems to be just as important as what content we're actually consuming. Plus, why a 2011 Suburban is considered an old-fashioned car, how to study Spanish in the shower to maximize every moment, and why Kirsten is listening to audiobooks, even when she's podcasting. Hey, that was an accident. (laughs) All that and more on this week's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome, everyone, to Welcome Home, the podcast. Hooray! Today we're talking... (laughs) (laughs) Name, names, name name details still to be worked out. TBD. Um, The Welcome Home podcast, welcome to Welcome Home, or just Welcome Home. I don't know. (laughs) Or Welcome, Welcome Home, yeah. Or... um, have a podcast for the... Unclear. So basically, one little quick disclaimer slash housekeeping is that um, I am still busting down walls in my house. If you were following last the, our last episode, so Which when you hear it, episode, right? So there <laughs> so will, yeah. So we are busting down walls. So those noises noises you hear are actual home remodeling going on in the background. Um, Kirsten wanted to do this episode. I did not. She wants to talk about content because she is a major content consumer. And I argued that Graham is consuming more content than she knows. And also I think Graham, Graham consumes interesting content. And I, I'm interested to hear what it is that she is listening to and reading and she's just not sharing. So she does. She listens. She's just not sharing. I'm going to get to the yeah. bottom of this. Well, I realized what it is, Kirsten, because I was thinking about it because you were just pounding me. You're like, what books are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? And I just really did not have very good answers. And I realized... I consume folklore. Like I, <laughs> I so I, see you visiting a cave with a woman who kind of hunches over over a no, fire. Like, I am out, and honestly, this podcast has really messed me up a little bit because you know how, like, we always joke. You know, my husband is a lawyer; he has an actual degree, right? Like, we always talk about people who have degrees that allow them to practice their profession. I feel legitimized in asking people random questions now about their life as if like they're being interviewed. And so, you know, I'll be at the fishmonger and just asking questions left and right. So that's something that I consume a lot. By common. the way, the person who leaves the cave with the woman telling folklore, her first stop <laughs> after that is at the fishmongers. Like, let's just clarify. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I talk to the person at the dry cleaners. Like, I'm just constantly talking to people. Um, okay, wait, so what are you saying? You feel like you have a right now to just ask people anything about their lives? Yes, exactly. Like because I'll of go the podcast. A little, let's, yes, I feel like, you know how normally if you think about it levels, you'll go like two levels deep on someone. Like, how was your weekend? Do you have any fun trips planned? You know, play conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I asked somebody yesterday if they believed in ghosts. <laughs> curious. Like, <laughs> no, you know what? I actually know exactly what you're talking about because when I used to be like a small town uh, television reporter, it, that was the best part of the job was like, I had for a while thought I wanted to be a vegetarian. So I'm like, can I really be a vegetarian? Would I like it? So I'm like, well, 
I guess I'll have to, you know, use my company's time to research this. And so I did a whole series on what it means to go vegetarian. And it was great. I spoke to a doctor. I spoke to a chef. I talked to someone like, is soy really okay? How much soy can we consume? Because these were all just legitimate questions I had. Right. And I remember I thought like somebody kept, people kept telling me this is back in the days when we used to wear like, it was like the sex in the city when everyone had really awesome shoes. You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, and, that was a real very pointy day. and very high. And I would always wear every day like very high stiletto shoes. They're mm-hmm. really pointy. And everyone's like, "You're gonna kill your feet. You're gonna kill your feet." They were so I'm right. Like, well, here's the deal. I'm like, I don't know about this. I'm gonna go to a podiatrist. So I got a free X-ray and a free podiatry exam because I taped the whole thing. I'm like, this is for you know, this is for the viewers. They want to know. But really, I just wanted to know. You're such yeah. a hooch for swag. You're like. <laughs> You're like Katie Couric getting a real colonoscopy on TV. Totally, totally. <laughs> getting your, your foot bunions looked at totally. <laughs> for all of Southern Michigan to see. Oh my gosh, how could, Northern Michigan, how could we use this podcast to get some free stuff that we need to do that um, our listeners would enjoy? Like, do you need a colonoscopy? Because I'll come in there with my, with the, with the, um, with the camera, with the scope. With the microphone. <laughs> I will have a live narrative. We could Facebook live that, Graham. Oh my God, that will never happen. Um, all right, Kirsten, what are you reading? You wanted to talk okay. about this All right, so here's what we're going to do. Yes, I consume a lot of content, um, as Graham is always like, when She's do you insane. to do these things? And it's because I never, I'm never in quiet, like, which is actually not, I'm not saying that in a good way. Like, that's actually like, I think a huge downfall, like, because I read a book about meditation, I know I need quiet, but I didn't. I listened to a book. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's actually really important to have quiet in your life and to have time when you're not consuming, when you're thinking. Um, but it is- I don't think you ever have that. I don't have like, that. It's, it's actually like a big personality flaw. For anyone who doesn't know, always has three channels going at one time. And I don't mean channels like television channels or three, po- like she always have three levels of things. So like here I am, we're recording this podcast right now. Like I am focused on the microphone. I'm looking at the outline. It is very likely Kirsten's just bought a handbag on, you know- <laughs> Well, we only have four screens going right now. And she probably like has a book open that she's highlighting in her lap. Like, oh, this was the best. Okay. Sorry. We're we're really going off the rest. This is what a weirdo you are and why you're such a content consumer. So when we were in college and Kirsten was trying to like study something, she got this great idea that she could, while she showered, put her like study notes or words in Ziploc bags and the moisture from the big ones, like the freezer size or the the port size, gallon size. Right. So she'd make these outlines and put them up in the shower. So I'd show up and I'd like, you know, for my turn, you know, whenever it was my turn to like take a shower and I could, I would have like her Spanish study list up in the shower, but it's like, you just never do one thing at a time. It's always 20. And so, do you know what's hysterical? If you went in my kids' showers right now, they have to memorize a lot of poetry for school. Guess what's in their shower? That's really cool. So you <laughs> yeah. you're still doing it. Classical poetry is in my children's shower. Yes. That's no, a- so so I say this knowing I do consume too much content. I need more quiet in my life. I keep saying I'm going to start yoga. Um, but, uh, but I think it's interesting, one, what we're consuming, and two, um, in this day and age, you're not just reading books. You're not just reading magazines. There's so many different ways you can consume, and, mm-hmm. um, and well, we're going to talk about that too. So yeah, so reading. Let's start with reading. Well, I think you made a great point to start out with about your book club that used to physically buy the books for everyone, but then you realize that people have different ways that they read. So I guess that's my first question is, how do you read? Okay, that is a great question. Like, and yes, that is interesting because people don't 
just go read books. Okay. So I, everyone who knows me pretty well, when they say read, they give either air quotes or quote, read quote, because I don't read a lot. And do you know why I don't read a lot? Why? Because you can only do one thing when you're reading. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a good thing, Kirsten. (laughs) Literally the only time I read is when I'm on a plane or on a beach. That's it. There's no other time I read a book. How about you? Well, I could see that. You're busy. And well, but I'll read for a few minutes before bed and I'll go to bed. But I can answer that question easily. I hold a book in my hand. And like, I'm the weirdo that will go on a trip and will load her suitcase up with three novels, like big novels that could take up three pairs of shoes. But on a trip, that's, that's different though. Yeah, but smart people take audiobooks or do something like that. Like I'm still I'm still going to the library checking out books. I know you were you were blown away by the amount of time I spent in the library. Like my it's so ridiculous how many library books I've checked out at one time. Oh, let me just realistically 37% of the time I talk to Graham, she's like, I'm at the library. Yeah, no, Graham is always at the library, always at the library. <laughs> it makes me feel, it's like my safe space. It's one of my safe spaces. Um, but yeah, I love it. And then also, if you, here's a little home trick I have for everyone on Welcome Home. Um, if you spent too much money and you need to like rein it back, but you just like have that shopping itch, yeah. go get a giant tote bag and go to the library. Because <laughs> Because the truth is, like, you can get, if you want to, like, if you can't really maybe, like, afford that home improvement project, you can afford 20 books on home improvement and just, like, peruse them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You're, no, not, I, you're not catching them through. I'm totally catching them through. I, I, I actually do agree with you. I love libraries, but I just don't go anymore. Um, but, okay, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But I, I love libraries. I used to go all the time, and especially when you have little kids. For those of you listening who have little kids, if you have not checked out your public library, this is kind of off topic of content consumption, but mm-hmm. it is so wonderful. I mean, I've never met a public library that wasn't amazing. You know, just you know, besides just like story time and the singing classes and all that, like there were always like, you know, every Friday afternoon, there was some special Lego thing or something. Libraries are just, they're magical. Oh, I actually challenge anyone listening to go find a free service that the library does that you didn't know about it. For example, you want to know something really weird that our library does? What? They rent tools. They've started like, yeah. I mean, like you can go to the library and if you need like a chainsaw, they have, or, you know, some hammers, they have them. I see that. I see that. Other libraries downtown have art collections, like framed art that you can actually check out. So if you need to like redecorate your, I know it's crazy. It's so weird. I know. Like you're having a dinner party and you want to just like, this isn't interesting. You didn't know that I I collected, I don't know, Grand Party one. I collected Mid-century modern. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's probably not the finest art in the world, but you know, you have to check with your library, but they have it. We are really not. No, that's interesting because, well, just, okay, as long as we're on side tangents. Um, by the way, thank you guys. We've gotten so many sweet um, iTunes reviews, but one person did say, I wish they'd stick to the topic more. Yeah. And we here's feel the deal. We, we feel you. I wish we would too. Well, well, let's just be honest. Um, thank you for listening to that person, but that will never happen. Like, I think, <laughs> like with all the love in the world, you got to find another show because that's just never going <laughs> to Whoa, you have really, you have had a change, Kirsten. Look at the confidence radiating, <laughs> willing to divest a listener. I mean, I hope, I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive us. But at the same time, like we're not going to be for- so. If you're looking for actual helpful content that follows an outline, like there are many, you can, you can email us. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello at, well, at the or, Welcome Home Podcast. Stay listening and maybe we'll get to the point of podcasts on our outline. But I don't know. No guarantees. <laughs> 
Um, what I was going to say was we had this thing when my husband was in the army called um, MWR, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation. And it was like that too. You could rent tools. You could rent anything. You could rent popcorn machines for parties. It was amazing. I bet the library has that. I bet some library somewhere has that. Some library somewhere has it. Yes. Yeah, like ours, have you ever used the 3D printer at your library? No, that's amazing. Those things freak me out. And I've never even seen one in real life, but I would love to, I mean, because, you know, people like make actual shotguns on them that really shoot real bullets. Meredith Gray on Grey's Anatomy has made a, amazing life-saving technologies with those though. So <laughs> just going to say. We do need to, ch- I challenge myself. This is the new year of new challenges. I'm going to go check out the 3D printer at our library that we can Good use. For you. Well, it's like Good yesterday job. I took a two hour ceramics class um, at the, because <laughs> <laughs> because after you go to the woman who tells you folklore and then the fishmonger, <laughs> you go to work on your pottery. I met some interesting characters, but you know, I think they wanted us to make something small in pottery class. Um, you know, like an ashtray or she kept, the sweet an teacher ashtray. kept saying like, yeah, we could make like tiles, which I qu- didn't quite understand what that was. And it actually was like a tile. Like and a decorative I, tile, right? Yeah, decorative tile. And I was like, well, why am I going to waste my time making a square? I said, how much clay am I allowed? And will you charge me extra <laughs> if I use more clay? <laughs> so I'm making the world's largest salad bowl. Oh, that's a good idea. That's useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really absolutely smart. useful. Right. I need okay. Something. So Graham likes the library. Um, okay. So I do all my books. Um, basically, I buy books at, uh, at the airport bookstore because I'm like, oh, I'm going to the beach or I'm going on a plane. I need a book. So that's literally where I'd buy 90% of the books that I actually buy. I like that. Bookstores. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, occasionally I'll buy books on Amazon. We don't have any bookstores near us. I, but if I'm driving by one, if it's like on my way and I need a book, I'll do that. But unfortunately, all the ones close to us have closed, which is- When was the last time you went into like a Barnes and Noble? Or Oh my gosh. Again, back when like my husband was in the army, we lived in a small town. That was like the coolest place to go. We'd go it was for like- the happiest place. Yeah, like get coffee and look uh-huh. for books, sit there and read. I know I, I miss that so much. I love, I love bookstores. Yeah, we're really going to miss them when they're all gone. Oh, but there's, but you know what, here's the deal. Like they're making, they're making, it's like cyclical a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of like now a bookstore is so interesting that it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, like Amazon's killing retail, but now it's like, well, that's kind of a retail that people want to hang out at. Right. You know, like, yeah. like my husband and son went to the Amazon bookstore. Oh, um, I'm dying to check yes. one of those out. Of course they you have one in Arizona. No, 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 not any, no, no, no. It was, they were on vacation in Seattle. Um, was it cool? Was it amazing? Uh, yeah, they said they said it was very cool. Um, what's what's so funny is my kids said the other day they were like, you know, it'd be amazing, mom, if Amazon like bought a store space and they opened a store where you could actually like go to the store and buy all the things you buy on Amazon. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, oh, yep, that's yep, yep, that go, that concept is neat. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay, um, all right. So I consume most of my content through audiobooks getting back to the outline. Um, okay. We have had Audible as a sponsor before. Love them. I never, um, we would never recommend a sponsor we don't actually love. And I love Audible. We do a ton of Audible. Audible is such a great resource. If you are an audiobook consumer, um, this is not an ad, but we did have a discount. So go to audible.com slash the home hour and there's a good, or slash welcome home. Slash welcome home. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, not an do. ad, but if you, if you like audiobooks, Audible is amazing and I love it. And you save a lot of money if you're, if you're doing it a lot. Um, but I also, though I don't visit the library that often, um, have you heard of the app Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like Hoopla. I love Hoopla. And this hooks to your library card. And the thing about the yeah. library is it's just like the library versus buying a book. You know, 
they don't always have exactly what you want. Um, and there is like a daily limit. So you have to do it in the morning because mm-hmm. they run out. Like, I don't know. I don't understand, but like the copyright or whatever. So, um, so it's easier to you to get a good book in the morning, but uh, Hoopla is great. And you know, truthfully, like listening to a book or two a week, like Audible, we just burn through. And my husband and I share an Audible account and now he listens to audiobooks. So Hoopla really helps save us some money and we still okay. use Audible. But mm-hmm. I use Audible Hoopla. People use Overdrive and I have not had success with that app. Have you? Uh, negatory Ghostwriter. Oh, can I ask another I question about, about libraries? Do you have access to like Birmingham Library and Mountain Brook Library? Are there like yeah, different- full county. It's wonderful. Yeah, you can use the entire county. You should, it's usually done by county. Okay, that's interesting because here I live in the city of Phoenix, but I can use Scottsdale libraries and Phoenix libraries. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because when I register Hoopla with my Phoenix account, I didn't have a great selection. But when I registered for, with my Scottsdale account, I had mm-hmm. a lot more books. So if you are someone like that who has access to different different like municipalities or whatever, um, mm-hmm. go ahead and try both of them. And they, and you can keep them for like thirty days, and you can rent like seven. It's it's just a great deal. So. That's just my thoughts on how I consume books. And then e-readers, I have never been an e-reader person. I don't so you care read them on your iPod type thing. You no, read no, like I don't, I, I love audiobooks and physical books when I'm traveling, but I can't stand reading on a computer screen. Oh, interesting. Okay. I respect that. I like that. How about you? No, I don't like to, I mean, I am a physical book person. So I like, and this goes back to what I read. I'm really into periodicals. So I'm a major magazine person. But with books real quick to you. Oh, hard book, like that gets a, and I don't even use bookmarks. I dog ear. You want to know the worst thing? I'll admit it. It's exclusive. I dog ear, I dog ear library books. How That's did I know that so was totally bad. coming? <laughs> I don't highlight Plus. that. Um, okay. So let's talk about what we're actually reading. Fiction or nonfiction? Okay. Uh, mixture, I would say. I mean, fiction right now, I'm reading Dan Brown's Origin, which I think is one of his newer books. And that's a nice one. You know, it's like a quick little read. Although for me, it's been a slow little read. Um, But then, you know, tons of periodicals. Um, You know, it's funny. You introduced me to Dan Brown. Okay. I mean, no, you didn't introduce me to him. I know Dan Brown. Everyone knows Dan Brown. I I don't love him. You introduced mm -hmm. me to Jeffrey Archer, who I loved. Yes. But truthfully, I am going to say I'm a little bit sexist. I have learned I don't love male authors. I love female authors. And I've kind of only started reading female authors. Interesting. But see, I feel like I've read enough books where I feel like the plots are relatively similar these days. Like the girl who has a or the young woman who nothing's going right for her and then something goes right in the end like she realizes the true meaning of life I don't know huh. I, need some, I need some good books okay um so I read you know I did not start reading fiction until about three years ago I mean I read a book here and there but I was not a fiction reader mm-hmm. and then I read The Nightingale which if anyone hasn't read that that's that's like one of my absolute favorite books I've ever read. And it's written by Kristen Hannah. And it changed my life because I started, I fell in love with fiction. And so it's like a very special book to me because it made me love fiction again. That's amazing because, you know, people find that book either lovely or they, or they can't get into it. Some people say it's tricky to get into. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you read it? Yeah, I read it, but I just, I, I thought it was a great book and I really liked it and I loved it. Um, but I've heard people who just can't make it through that book. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know what I couldn't make it through was uh, uh, All the Light We Cannot See. I could not oh, figure out yeah. what the heck was going on there. 
that was a good, I actually read that one. What was it about again? I it's, about, I, it's like something about, well, so after I read The Nightingale, I became kind of obsessed with like World War II historical fiction. Oh, yes. Oh, Light We Cannot See. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read that whole one. That was a good one. The World War II book with about the little girl who was like was, blind, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I had no yeah. idea what the heck was going on in the book. I could not follow it. Huh. Okay. I like that. That was a really good one. But, and then, you know, I started reading. Okay, I was I, reading audiobook. Maybe if I was actually reading it, I could. I could. Oh, here's what I'm reading. This is delightful. I read kids' books now. I love, I mean, not just short kids' books, but I go and I read all the Newberries. I'm plowing through the Newberries right now. Oh, so like, you guys should know this about Graham. Graham is like a children's book. Like she's, that is your superpower. Like any children's book, she can like tell you immediately, like, this is the children, this is, this is the best um, illustrations. Well, if you like that, I mean, she should be a children's librarian. That should be, that's like your. Superpower. I miss my calling. Me and Laura Bush. I mean. <laughs> So you're not okay for Laura and for you. She's the first lady and you're a podcast host. You guys both have happy endings. There you go. She, um, I like it there, but that's a good thing I'd recommend for someone. That's a nice like 2019 challenge because here's the thing. Your kids are likely going to be reading them. You're, if you have young children, you get to the books before they do. And these are all good books. Like technically they're books that kids could read, but I think I've found these days, like I don't, I don't want sensational just for the sake of sensational, right? Which I feel like a lot of things are so boundary pushing across the board in order to win awards in adult fiction. You have to like really like have this major twist or some sort of new something that nobody's ever heard before. But the classic Newberries or what they come out with that are acceptable for children are usually just as good as a lot of adult fiction I read. What are, give me an example. Like, what are you reading? Um, oh, goodness. Of course, you put me on the spot. We might have to pause. But there's a really, really good book right now about a little girl um, from World War II. It's World War II again. There's a lot of good World War II fiction. Um, and she is crippled and she has like an abusive mother and she goes she gets evacuated from um she gets evacuated from london and basically just gets picked up by this other woman who takes her in oh gosh i need to i'll i'll come up with a name in a few minutes but it was so you're you're talking about you're reading these by yourself without your kids without my children Mm -hmm. and what ages are these written for i think they're maybe you know anywhere from 10 to 18 basically Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. I see so what you're saying. I'm just a little ahead of my son, you know, who's still is like reading graphic novels and, you know, the weird series that kids are reading right now. But like, I like the ones that like a teacher would actually force you to read because okay, let's do a whole nother episode on children's books because we have a lot to say about that. We do. We have a lot to say about that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm winking at Graham. Um, okay so but we have we have a lot to say about that but uh but that's I mean we could talk about that because what our kids are reading and like what we want our kids to read are is is a big one um so I like um just like silly light lighthearted reads I'm obsessed with I'm gonna try to say her name Liana Mort this is not a hard name I don't know why I'm starting with this Lian Moriarty (laughs) Moriarty why was that hard (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that was hard for me. It's not a very hard name to say, but yeah, I, I really like. I've read everything she's written. I really enjoy her. Uh-huh. Like, I, like that's a book I grab at the at the airport, you know. But I like I like all all the stuff she's read. She's the read. War That Saved My Life. It came to me. That's the book that I love. The War That Saved My Life. The War That Saved My Life. It's a delightful little book. It's absolutely beautiful. Okay. The War. Okay. That saved my, okay, that sounds good. Um, again, I read a ton of stuff about World War Two. So like, um. Gosh, what's a good one? Hidden Among the Stars, The Tattooist of Auschwitz, Nightingale, The Woman in the Castle, 
uh, the gosh, what else was there that I read? Um, I have to go. I'm going between my hoopla and my audible. So, um, so it is really amazing that, um, the world war II books are so captivating across the board. If you think about it. So growing up in high school, I mean, that was such a huge topic for long Island children. Like I feel like we we've discussed this on the show before, but I I read so much world war II fiction and there's always a new twist to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, it really almost like that is one category that just never get like, I don't, I, maybe it's just because of the, like the true horror of it, but there've been, yeah. there've been many other horrible things, but like, it just is something that. We were the lucky ones, the anyway. Lilac girls, the Alice network. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I just think it's such a dramatic time. Like it was so awful. Right. Like the world was ending and these were our grandparents. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, well, last night was the state of the union. And did you see they had on like a, a guy who had been who had been liberated and, and a soldier who was one of the liberators. I mean, it was, I mean, this is, it's, yeah, it's crazy how close that was and how dramatic it is. Okay. So anyway, so yes, clearly we read a lot of World War II literatures. Um, I read, because of Nightingale, I started reading everything Kristen Hanna wrote and I love her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I'd I, I, what do you think about, have you read the Reese Witherspoon book clubs? Like, what's your opinion on that? Oh, I hear a lot of, okay, so a lot of girls here in Birmingham don't love her. They think she's kind of inauthentic. Um, as a person, I know who who disses on Reese. I mean, no one. I don't know. I'm not sure. I just, That's like you're not allowed to say anything about Reese. No, I know. I mean, I have, I have shut it down. I have feelings neither here nor there. But I mean, I think it's like, you know, she's she's tapped into something that I think is really good for marketing, which is like this kind of southern gentility and manners and graciousness and all this maybe maybe stuff that we try to hit hit upon as well. But um, I don't know. Okay. Well, I was just, the reason I was going to ask is because I feel like everything that she recommends, she's like the new Oprah, you know, everything that she recommends in her book club becomes huge. Mm -hmm. but I'm, I think she's batting like 50, 50. I don't love, it's not like, Oh, Reese recommended it. I love it. Half mm -hmm. of them I've enjoyed, but a lot of them are like, wah, wah. right. That's what I hear is that people who are reading them. They're just kind of oh, been there, done that. There's just huh. all different types of, you know, sad stories, happy stories, a little bit heavier stories, light stories. Mm -hmm. And you know, well, on one hand, that's great. On the other hand, it's kind of like, well, if you're going to like that type of story, you might not love that one. I don't well, know. Maybe I'm book ever. Eleanor Oliphant is alive. I was about well. to say, oh, like overrated. Oh, what? That was a hilarious. It's going to be a movie. That was a great, great book. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Like I laughed. I just thought it was interesting. I mean, and everyone was, loved that one. I, I gave it, I mean, I gave it like a B minus. It wasn't painful, but I don't, I don't like dark stuff. It was sad. What was, yeah, she was a little out there, but I liked Wait, her. Wait, what was sad, Graham? Like, think about the whole, like, last two chapters of the book. Spoiler alert. Uh, no, but yeah, we can't spoil the book for people. Do you remember I, how it ended? Yeah, I thought it was happily. Didn't she live in Antarctica? In Antarctica? Yeah. Didn't she end We're up talking about the woman who, like, never leaves her house in London. I mean, she leaves her house to go to work, but she, like, doesn't socialize with anyone. She's very closed off. Oh, no. Hey, that's not, here's the deal. If you've not read this book... Oh, Fast oh, forward yeah. 30 oh, seconds. Graham, it's for her yeah. mom like tried to burn her in oh, a fire. Oh, 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 I am talking about a different book. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, okay. That's that yeah. book. Oh, that is a sad, dark book. <laughs> You're like, it's <laughs> funny. I'm like, what's funny? <laughs> oh, that is a sad book. It was a beautiful <laughs> <laughs> what the heck am I talking about then? Oh, there's a really funny book about penguins. <laughs> <laughs> that is so dark. Oh, you're dark. like so funny. I'm like uh, really dark humor. Like it's funny. <laughs> no man, you are spot on, dude. 
That is bleak. That is totally bleak. I got to think about the book I read that was so funny. Um, it's a place in Seattle. She like, what was that book called? Okay, another book that um, I don't, that was returned to a movie that I just finished, A Simple Favor. Nope, haven't read it. Okay, it wasn't like earth shattering. Okay, as far as like books that made me go, oh, what? I can't believe it. Let me tell you which ones those were recently. Uh-huh. Um, we Were Liars by E. Lockhart. Have you read that one? No, but I heard it's Oh, it's going to make you go, oh! Okay. And then, what was the other one in here that was, oh, The Last Mrs. Parrish. Oh, I put that on, I put that on our- Oh, you love that. You've loved that for a while. That's like- People were like, yes, yes, I love this one. Just kidding. Where'd you go, Bernadette? That's the- (laughs) (laughs) Now, that book was funny. Oh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. But it is in the same lineup I'm looking as Eleanor Oliphant. Um, okay, and I books. did just I did just see a preview for that one. So yes, that and will be a movie you know that's what? funny. I think the same person must have done the cover for both of their books because <laughs> it's very similar, similar graphic design, um, but they are completely not similar books. And Oliphant, Bernadette, Eleanor, like they're the similar names. Right, strange yes. old-fashioned names. Okay. okay, so I don't like dark books, but man, a book that is heartbreaking, but also just so good before we were yours Mm, i haven't read that what's it about? oh it's it's incredible it's based on it's really i mean it's hard but it's just so well written it's based on like during the depression they were kidnapping children from poor families and selling them as um as orphans and it's just it's it's all based on true stories and it's it's just so incredibly written i mean it will it will just break your heart but like in all the right ways it is such a it's a wonderful book before we were yours it's hard but it's wonderful girl on the train kind of like annoyed me um oh okay so we're since since i mentioned liana mortar ever you know my favorite of all of her books is is i like the husband's secret that's another one where you're like oh! and i love books that make you go oh! so a good twist at the end a good twist at the end okay um are we on gun on fiction or is there any other fiction you'd want to share like your best think- all-time fiction I think we've covered it. Well, mine is, you know, Cain and Abel. I love that book. Like oh, A, A B, I think Archer. it's, yeah, Jeffrey Archer. I love Cain and Abel. I just, for some reason, that book. And then A Man in Full by Tom Wolfe is one of the greatest books. That's a big book. That's a lot to tackle. But I've always loved that book. Tom Wolfe is, he's a little bit exhausting. Yeah, but A Man in Full was not exhausting. That was a good book. Okay. The same way that, that like I preferred, that's the one about the real estate developer from Atlanta. Um, it's fabulous. If you haven't oh. read that one, that is a good, good book. Um, okay, just, I will read that one. Bonfire of the Vanities was I could not put it down. So you guys, by the way, we kind of will have a soft, sp- soft spot in our heart for Tom Wolfe because he went to our college and was a journalism major. So right, but he wrote some weird stuff like the Purple Parish. I mean, he had some. He has some out there stuff. Well, and then that um, one book that was like out the like the most recent one about like the girl who. Oh, that was interesting. Was it like prep or something? Was it called? No, 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 not prep. It was about. um, Yeah, I know. It was similar. It was similar to prep, though. It was basically about the, you know, the wild side of small liberal arts, you know, colleges. So it was about Um, WNL. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Can I tell you my biggest annoyance was the light we lost? Did not like it. I didn't read another Reese. Another Reese recommendation. The cover's really pretty. Don't judge a book by its cover, Graham. There you go. Because then you'll think all in our elephant is funny. <laughs> Very not funny. Okay, nonfiction. Boom. Hit me. Everything. Okay, so, you know, well, I'm, I'm just jumping in because we have to be mindful of people's time and their lives and their days who are listening to this. Um, I like, I if, you, if, you're, if, you, if you're in a hurry, just press one and a half. 
and you can listen to us faster. We That's had a friend, how you do it. We had a friend, yeah, duh. We had a friend tell us that she couldn't figure out why I spoke like a chipmunk. And then she's like, I had you said on 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty smart idea. Um, I read, well, I read magazines. Like, I mean, my nonfiction is every day I read the New York Times and the Wall okay, Street Journal. And we're going to put you on pause to periodicals. I've got okay. a question for you. Can real I just quick. jump? Yeah. Okay. okay. Real quick. The ambitions decisions, what mm-hmm. women, well, it's called the ambition decisions, what women, something, I can't read this. Sub, the, uh, what women know about work, family, and the path to building a life. For anyone who was interested in our Penelope Trunk interview and thought like, she's very scary, but she might have some good points. This is a fabulous book on like women and working and who works and who doesn't and what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom or working mom or a have-sies or your husband's at home or whatever your situation is. It's a really non-judgy look at how women balance their lives and their ambition. It's very good. Um, and it will, it just, it, I think it provides a lot of freedom. Um, and then um, the other one I would just mention that I've really enjoyed recently is it's an oldie, but, um, Bob Goff's love does just, just brightens your life. It is such a good mm-hmm. book. If you've not picked that up, it is a lovely, lovely read. Mm-hmm. Bob Goff's love does. And then girl, wash your face. Everybody read it, but good book. There's a reason everyone read it. Mm-hmm. She's doing so well with that book. Wow. Yeah. She's, she's doing well. Good job, Rachel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're doing great. Let us know if you want to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm trying to think what else. The Atlantic magazine. I mean, I read that cover to cover. I'm, I'm going to periodicals yep, now. Grim, I'm going to periodicals. Okay, Grim, I'm going to hand this over to you because you are a periodical girl. Okay. National Geographic. Um, we, the Atlantic. Okay, wait, pause. I'm sorry. You, you actually like read the National Geographic like a book. Yes, it's fascinating. It is truly, truly fascinating. I love that magazine. I mean, okay. that's how you no, learn I'm about not judging. I'm just I'm curious because I don't think that's very common. So what is it that makes you pick it up? And what is it that keeps you reading? I think my dad always used to read it. And so I don't know. I mean, I like, I like, okay. My big, one of my biggest pet peeves is, which is ironic because I feel like we have a, a wordy podcast, but is like having my time wasted. Um, so I like to use my time wisely. So articles are very attractive to me and always have been because they're like very dense, meaty, concise, mm-hmm. edited. Like to me, it's almost a, um, you know, a great kind of curated you know, I like essays. I've always liked essays. So, you know, National Geographic, and I, I like reading about science and the world and um, what's going on and like the planets, the, the, the galaxy has always been interested to, interesting to me. And I always like keeping up with what's going on in science. And then I also like reading about medicine and seeing kind of what are like the new developments in medicine. Um, so they, they usually do a good job covering that. You know, this that's is dry. That, Sorry to be so no, boring. But no, no, no. Actually, that's really smart because sometimes you read books and you're like, you had a really good point um, writing this book, but like, I didn't need to read the whole book. Like, there's like, no. It took me 300 pages to get like a little sliver. Yeah. Where I rather, my nonfiction data usually comes from like very dense, concise pieces where I can try to like pick it up as quickly as possible. Um, it's like a data dump. I feel like it's more like a data dump when I can sit down and read something like that. But like the Atlantic magazine, I read cover to cover. I think it's amazing. That's awesome. No, I think that's actually really smart. That's, that's good. Okay. So Atlantic, National Geographic. The New York Times, like I physically prefer to read the paper, like the physical New York Times paper because, and here's what I realized, like when you read it, your brain just jumps in a better way. Like it's almost as if you, I don't know, the way the articles are put together Mm -hmm. is not the way even that it is when you read it online. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's more, 
it's more like a potpourri, I guess. Um, I mean, almost like, I guess what the skim does to an extent, but you know, I almost feel like you, I'm going to download that like as we're talking because people keep telling me about the skim and I just, I don't know why I'm not doing that. Well, and it's good. It's kind of like what I get when I read it, you know, but I, I like the strange topics, you know, like, oh, they're repairing the bridges in New Jersey along with, okay. The, you know, Russian soccer league, you know, did some weird thing. I, I like jumping around like that. No, that's good. You know what? And you always have, you know, you always have something interesting to say and you always have an interesting perspective on things. So maybe that's, that's mm-hmm. what I need. What, they say a good journalist knows an inch deep on every topic. And I think that's kind of what I do is just like, I just like to know a lot of, a lot of things, a little bit about a lot of things. I like that. So, anyway. Do you want to move to listening to, or yes. do we have any more about reading? Um, I think we're good. Okay. I think it's time to move on to talking about what we're listening to. But for right now, let's take a quick little break and talk about our sponsor. Oh, we have a cool sponsor today. We are sponsored by Zola. That's Z-O-L-A. And if you've never heard of Zola, what they are is they're an online wedding planning kind of collaboration free wedding website that can offer save the dates and invitations, but it also offers a wedding registry and different easy to use wedding planning tools. Yeah, so basically we're over the wedding stage. However, if you are the mother of a bride and you're planning, we have some older listeners and or if you're planning your own wedding, there's like a hundred different beautiful wedding website designs you can choose from. They make it easy to personalize your favorite design with like all of your wedding details in one spot. You can put your photos in there, your stories about how you and your spouse met, your travel information, like everything basically that's germane to your upcoming wedding. Any kind of recommendations you have for your guests while they're in town for their wedding. So it's Z-O-L-A.com. My sister just got married last weekend. And I have to tell you, one of the things that I love about this is there's an FAQ section that you can put on your wedding website and it alleviates all the awkward questions. Like, can I bring my kids? Was my invitation for me or was it a plus one? Any of those questions, they will put that on there, which Graham and I talk a lot about etiquette and being a good guest on the show. Amazing. I wish we had had this when I was getting married because that's brilliant. But let's talk about the really important things. You can register with Zola. It makes registering for your newlywed life so easily with over 500 top brands from KitchenAid and Cuisinart to Sonos and Airbnb. I mean, that's genius. Even Sonos, that's amazing. I know. So I know. It's a different world. Even You could even do a honeymoon fund and register for travel gift cards like Delta and Southwest. And then here's the best part. 20% off all the remaining gifts on your registry for your post-wedding shopping, which is just fabulous. So- Um, Anyone who's listening, use your brain and think of how that could be applicable to you. It's a genius (laughs) 20% off your remaining gifts on your registry post-wedding. Let me say that again. 20% off remaining gifts on your wedding post-wedding. Think of three people. (laughs) To start your free wedding website or your registry at Zola, go to Zola.com slash welcome home. Again, to start your free wedding website or registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash welcome home. And Zola is spelled Z-O-L-A, Z-O-L-A.com. Give it a try. If you are planning a wedding or someone in your life is planning a wedding, you might want to tell them about Or if you think you might want to renew your vows and have another wedding and then get 20% off your remaining registry items post-wedding, Zola.com slash welcome home. Something tells me I'm going to be getting an email about a certain party in Birmingham and... (laughs) But I think it's very exciting. Zola tells me there's going to be a very confusing FAQ session in 
Instagram, Okay. Thank you, Zola.com. And go ahead and give that a try, you guys. If you are planning a wedding, Zola.com, check it out. And if you're going to a wedding, hopefully they have registered for Zola and you can find them exactly where they went. Thank you, Zola. Absolutely. All right. What are you listening to, Kirsten? Oh, what are you listening to? I talked too much in the first section. I want to hear oh. more about Graham's wonderful world of listening. Okay. Well, we're, so we're super music oriented. Um, my children have decided, so I mean, music is that you're wanting your like content. No, 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 no it's okay. If you, I want to know what goes into Graham's ears. Tell me what you listen to. You said something that really upset me when we were planning for the show, which oh, is- Oh, I know you're so mad right now. This is ridiculous that you don't like background music. Mm-mm. That is unbelievable. We also, we have Sonos in our house and we have background music going all the time. It's in fact, I use it as like a regulatory tool for my children. In fact, I got, um, I got an email yesterday saying that Disney had added a new um, Pandora channel. It was like Disney piano, peaceful piano or something like that. Um, we listen to Pandora on Sonos all the time, millions of channels. So your Pandora, your Sonos, your all the time background music. All the time background music, all the time music going in my car. The first thing my kids say when they get in the car is, mom, can we DJ? Um, we listen to a lot of Imagine Dragons. We're listening to, I'm just trying to think what we've- Oh, moved. I know what you listen to. What? Kids Bop, Graham saw Kids Bop live. I loved it. We love Kids Bop. We were very confused when over Christmas time, Kids Bop went away for a while and became the Hanukkah station, which we're not sure why that happened. Huh. Um, but it only happened for eight days. So... <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't understand why they couldn't have opened up another channel. <laughs> really? It's a satellite. Like, why did you have to take Kids Pop away and put on the Hanukkah station? I didn't understand. Do you think it's so funny? Like, when I tell my kids, I need, you know, I'm using my phone for Waze or I'm using my phone whenever you cannot DJ on my phone and mm-hmm. they, have to, they have to use the car radio, they act like I just told them to build fire with a stick. They act <laughs> They, I mean, it honestly, like, I get really sad sometimes thinking about things like radio and newspapers because it's like my kids are like, I don't get it. Why would you do that? You know, it's just like it's a different time. Oh, the radio? Yeah. But see, the worst is so I can't fully figure out like my my car sometimes. And so I'll need directions. And so I'll put the directions in. But then what happens is it's like playing music on my phone at the same time. And I can't ever figure out how to get the two separated. You know, it's like, I'll listen to the same song over and over and over again on like a six hour road trip because I can't figure out. (laughs) Such a grandma. (laughs) It's funny that technology stories have come up a couple times in this, because I think what's so fascinating about this is how the way we've consumed content has changed so dramatically. But the other day, my kids are watching, this is kind of related to that, but my kids are watching Funny Farm. And you know, like they take, have you watched Funny Farm in the last 20 years? Do you remember? No. Okay. So (laughs) Chevy Chase, the moose of the farm. There's really, they cut down a sign that says like, turn here or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's part of the joke. They miss the farm, blah, blah, blah. And my kids are like, why didn't they just check their app to find out? Why are they relying on signs? And I'm like, because it's the 80s, remember? I've told you this a million times. Like, you didn't just have a smartphone that you could look up the directions. And well, I said, the same way that we watched Home Alone the other day, and Home Alone would not exist today. Wait, that wait, movie put that on pause. I will get back to that because that's actually a really good point. But, okay. but they, um, they, uh, my son said, well, okay, fine. If it's the olden days, this is verbatim, if this is the olden days and you didn't have smartphones, he's like, what about like in an old fashioned car like yours, where you could at least use the navs, the navigation system built in? By the way, my old fashioned car is a 2011. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, for Home Alone, I just want to point out there's, have you heard, okay, if you're not, if you've not seen this yet, go Google Home Alone, Google 
um, Home Alone Google Home or Google, whatever, what's the Google version of Alexa? Google Help or whatever it is, you know? Okay. Google, whatever. go do that because they've redone Home Alone and it's Kevin McAllister, it's Macaulay Culkin, and he's an adult and he's home alone and he's using his Google Play for everything. And it's like his <laughs> ring goes off and, you know, for like when the pizza guy's there. And he's like, you know, how much do I owe you for the pizza? And he's like, you already paid on the app. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, because he had to do change and yes. he had to go shopping. No, yeah. No, like, it's totally like he just plugs in his face. Like, he's like, start operation, you know, bad guy or whatever. And it's like all the things <laughs> that are already, it's like, it's a genius ad. Go, go Google it. It's hysterical. Oh, that's so much so fun. Home Alone can be updated technology-wise. Um, but okay, what were we talking about? Music? Yeah, you know, we did, we listen to Amazon Prime music, just that it's part of our Amazon Prime subscription. Um, and I'll just, I'll play songs really loud through my Sonos, but not, you know. Mm-hmm. No not, background. All right, what podcast are you listening to? Um, okay, so this is kind of related to television. I have started l- listening to a lot of um, recap like okay. recapping shows. Oh, right. Oh, you like when you, after you watch TV, you like to like t- t- flesh it out with other people. I like to flesh it out with other people. So I, I fleshed out with my podcast host friends. So what are you watching? Just throw it out there. I'm watching Outlander religiously. And then I'm listening to <laughs> podcast that, that recap Outlander. And then I also listen to, okay, if you've not watched Poldark, Oh, ladies, guys, ladies. Everybody ladies. knows about Outlander. Like I'm late to the game on Outlander. Poldark is like the hidden gem for Outlander fans. And there's not, there's only like two fan casts for Poldark. And there's really a market there, Graham. There really is a market there for Poldark. We should get on that. It's It's a PBS show. I think we've mentioned it before, but Yeah, you can get it free. It's a gift. It's a total gift. Um, But yeah, so I listen to- How do you get it free? How do you get PBS? How do you get that for free? I get it. We're kind of skipping ahead to what we're watching, but I get it for free um, on, on my Amazon Fire Stick. I downloaded the PBS Masterpiece Theater app or whatever. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. I've been paying for the things through Apple. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I listen to the Outlander podcast. I listen to, I'll just give them a shout out. I listen to Podlander Drunkcast. They drink beer and talk about Outlander. And it's amazing. That is I love them. amazing. <laughs> I love How them. I feel like they're like my friends. I talk about them like they're my friends. So um, I listen to the mom hour. I listen to the crunchy cocktail hour. Um, I listen to every Monday. I listen to North Point Church's sermons. I like those. And, you know, it really like I'm more of I listen to laughing uh, what fresh hell and I listen to the girl next door mm-hmm. really what I do with podcasts is it's kind of I think with podcasts I kind of do what you do with periodicals is I'm if I'm interested in a topic I will google that topic or not google I will search in the podcast app for that specific topic so I have a lot of things I don't subscribe to but I listen kind of one-off interesting so you're you're searching through podcast okay well yeah. that's like when we're talking about publishing you're always yeah you look up you Google publishing okay but, so but I think that's also clearly if it's not clear yet I'm an auditory learner so right. Okay. That for me, makes more sense. And then I also love. I've always loved for years the moth. The moth is fabulous. If you like stories, it's fabulous. Like oh, stories. I love the moth. As someone who likes a lot of folklore, the moth. I do listen to the moth. <laughs> and then I listening to On Being with Krista Tippett. I think that's a good one. A oh, very okay. good one. Occasionally, um, I listen to the Simple Sophisticate, which is I just I love the starting music, and I do love um, I love the Life Coach School. That is so good. It's such a great just way to like think about it. It's just changing your mindset. And it's so good. And similar to that is the Lively Show. I like that because I like like mindset stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And Awesome Etiquette. I listen to Awesome Etiquette. Yes, of course. Lizzie Post, we love her. In fact, we need to get her back on the show. Awesome Etiquette's a great one. I like, um, I listen to some Game of Thrones recap shows. And Ooh. what I love about it is I love how seriously they take Game of Thrones. Like, it's very, very serious. And it's, Of course like, it it's, is. It's, it's pretend. Um, but yeah, I listen to, <laughs> listen to recap shows about TV shows. <laughs> dark. And the Trader Joe's podcast. Man, we need to do the Trader Joe's podcast. It's good. It's good. Okay, what are you watching? Well, I'm watching Pole Dark right now. That's kind of my biggie. And then, you know, we'll still watch, like, I mean, silly things at night. Like, we watch stuff just to go to sleep. Like, I'm, I'm watching Marie Kondo right now. I really like that. You and everyone else. It is I so, know. I mean, I'm sparking yeah. joy left and right. But so did you hear that um, donations to the Salvation Army are, like, 438%? Stop saying decisions. <laughs> What women know about work, family, and the path to building a life. I know what's happening. I literally know what's happening. Kirsten's podcasting and she's searching things at the same time. That's what she's doing. I went because I'm researching, like I'm going through my files and seeing what's happening. Multitasking because it doesn't, because I'm sitting here just sitting, like (laughs) sitting and chatting and she's just doing 10 different things. So no, I was, I was going through to make sure I'd I'd covered all my books. That's why Um, I had it open. I'm not, I don't normally listen to audiobooks while we Okay, you guys watch. You said you watch silly shows at night. We love silly shows. Like Harrison will say at night, he's like, "You want to watch a show?" And that—that's there's no like subtle subtext in that. He actually—it's not like wink, wink, nod, nod. It's not like a code. He just actually wants to watch a show. So sometimes we'll watch like a little Thirty Rock. It's just kind of like Thirty Rock. I know exactly. You just go back and like, you know what I've noticed is that of or like Arrested Development, Thirty Rock, The Office. If you go back to season three of any long running show, it's usually when they like get their mojo. Like the whole cast is up and running. They're usually at their best at season three. So he's like, should we go into season three? And there's nothing, I mean, it could be for any show. It's just usually when they reach cohesion. So I love that. I think you're right. Okay. Arrested Development. If anyone has not seen that show, I'm amazed there are still people out there who have not seen Arrested Development. You guys, here's the thing about Arrested Development. It's an acquired taste. It's like the first time you taste some food that's gross, but also good. What is it? Mm -hmm. You know, you're good with food. Sushi? Kimchi? Okay, sure. Yeah. One of those things. You guys, you've got to give it like four episodes because it's like getting to know a person and a family and their sense of humor and their inside jokes. But then once you know it, you're in on the joke and you're like, I want you to adopt me or run from me. Oh my gosh. The Bluth family is the best. It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Well, the first episode is shot in Phoenix and they're like, I'd rather be dead in Orange County than alive in Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's funny. For the best is uh, one of the characters. He's always he wants to have a new start. <laughs> and, uh, and no, just watch the show. Just watch the show. Just it's so good. Show. It's so good. Um. So yes, obviously, good oldies like the rest development, Thirty Rock. I mean, there's yeah. just genius, funny comedies, and there's not enough thirty minute comedies. No, that you know what? That's so funny. Like your sweet son was saying, we need to bring back stores where you could actually go and buy things. <laughs> like we need some good. Like it's almost like a bedtime story. Like, it is. Bedtime shows. I need like, a happy bedtime story. I don't want to watch for, you know, whatever. And I don't want like some cheesy situational comedy, although I guess all kind of Kind of do though. But I want it done excellently. Right. That's what okay. we want. Like okay. what we used to watch to just like giggle and fall asleep to. That's what we need. Okay. So a lot of people love Parks and Rec. I like it. I don't love it. Haven't loved it. Yeah. Uh, American Housewife, I feel like is kind of the same. Like it's, it's nice. 
and it's a 30 minute kind of comedy and there's some pretty funny things in it but mm-hmm. again yeah same way I kind of feel about um like the Mick that I made you watch remember that show oh yeah it's like it's like that. it's good it's not 30 rock you know no, nothing's 30 but rock. you know what it is Silicon Valley oh, that was amazing <laughs> but then it kind of it jumped the shark at like season four but yeah, so. well it's the same joke over and over again but it's it's funny if you've not watched that but, oh, but like I was dying for Veep I wish that Veep is dirty a little you bit love like Veep I know I, how to do Veep oh I laughed oh man I was just like rolling at that show I loved it um HBO puts out some good content they do. Yeah, we're going to keep it HBO, except for Game of Thrones, people get on it. Um, okay, and then the other, what's the other one that I was going to say that's sort of funny? Uh, oh, I love Younger. Have you watched Younger yet? No, I think you've you to watch Younger. You've got yeah. to watch Younger. If you're not watching Younger, you guys, here's the premise. She's 40 years old, I think, and her husband, it turns out he's been cheating on their taxes and cheating on her, and he's awful, and he leaves her, and she tries to go get a job, but she hasn't worked since she was 24, and so she moves to New York, and somebody mistakes her for a 24-year-old, and she's like, to pretend to be 24 but then she has to pretend to be 24 and she's 40 and it's just imagine you know for those of us who are in that age boat it's just it's funny it's what channel is it on it's on it's on like a random channel like tv land or something but again like if you actually watch anything on the channels do you even have cable but do channels even matter anymore no channels do not matter do you have cable no we don't have cable Mm -hmm. they're doing we have have bunny ears and bunny ears too yeah, we have like the satellite bunny ears or whatever it is, you know, like yep. the the good bunny ears. Because, you know, the government, the U.S. government, it's part of part of your citizenship. They're required to give you the basic channels by law. By the way, if you think like you've tried the $20 bunny ears or whatever, mm-hmm. it's worth going and spending like 80 bucks and getting a really good one. And we even had a handyman put ours in the attic. And this was like seven years ago. And Wait, you know okay, what? Like, no, this is interesting to me because we've got the $20 bunny ears. So what does work? And they're not amazing. Like, okay, for, for real, you're going to spend like, if you've got a handyman who's coming over anyway to like hang stuff or fix something or whatever, be okay. like, hey, can you go put this up in my attic? And we got like an $80 set of it and an $80 antenna. Uh-huh. About it, like that's like a month of cable, right? right. And, yeah, uh, less. And, and it goes to all of your TVs? Yeah, it was like seven years ago. And it was just How, like, so you, you spent like $100 it. to have the entire thing done. Okay. And you wired the, that thing to when he was hanging all the tvs he just put a little wire and like a splitter and it just went till he just kind of like threw down a wire to every bedroom and it's really and it works nicely it works beautifully and we get like 40 channels man okay I mean, you, a lot of them are like the black and white movie channel like the you know right you've inspired me yeah it's really good and okay because we were talking about this in the outline what do we watch live there's like three exceptions everything else we watch like on netflix or i have hulu plus Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we live in that. We live in sports land, so we watch a lot of sports live. So sports, live sports, some sporting events, some sporting events you can totally watch taped, right? But sporting events, okay. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, election night. Election night, you got to watch that live. Obviously, that's real time. And then the third thing is Kirsten, which we're still confused about. <laughs> the Bachelor. Although, truthfully, since my kids are staying up later now, I don't even get to watch that live. But for a long time, I feel like that's one of the only exceptions that people well, watch what do you live. Do you DVR it or you just watch through? I watch AD- it the next day. But I actually have kind of, I'm, I'm actually, in the last year, I've stopped watching The Bachelor. <gasps> that must be hard for you. You know what? It was, I'm just done. I've, I've moved on. You've moved on. Okay. I have, but that, was a, that lasted a long time. Oh, yeah, like 20 years. <laughs> so, a long time for so long. I, I still watch Grey's Anatomy. I've never I'm, seen it. I, I'm going to stick it out as long as Meredith sticks it out. Are they, is that one of the longest running shows on TV? Oh, my gosh. I, and why must it ever stop? It's so good. As long as she, as long as, as long as Dr. Shepard is willing to go in 
and perform surgeries constantly. I I will go in. You will be a loyal follower. I will be, I will be a loyal. I'll be a loyal scrubbing. Uh, yeah. So I watch uh, Grey's Anatomy still. Um, this is us. I got into, but then I kind of lost interest in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, between Outlander and Poldark, like I don't have enough time. I just don't that's what I'm gonna say. I'll dip my oh, well, the Crown. I mean, we've all watched. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 Crown. I thought was boring. I'm in. I'm in the minority on that. I thought it was so, so slow. I don't see. You know, I think this is so old fashioned. But I like pleasant things before I go to sleep, and I just wait. Be- I'm putting you on pause again. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, but you like The Handmaiden's Tale. That is not pleasant. I oh yeah, for some reason I liked that. Yeah, I or like really dark, super creepy things. So <laughs> that's how I felt about Orange Is the New Black. It was too scary. Oh yeah, that that was a little too much for me too. Mm-mm. That was too yeah. scary. I couldn't do that. I I just couldn't get into that. Oh, and then have you did you watch Turn? Mm-mm. Okay, so if you're a dork and love like American revolutionary history, this was kind of like right at the height of Hamilton is when I started watching that. It's a really good show. It's about Washington spies. It's about the Revolutionary War and it's very good and it's on Netflix. You are I'm lucky to be friends with you because you you keep me young, Kirsten. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um also, you know what we've been doing with our kids? Mm-hmm. We've been doing educational because we just watch too much TV. They watch too much TV. We've been doing um we've been doing educational movie night every Sunday. And we either watch a movie. Fun. Yeah, well, it's either like a movie that my husband picks, like an old-fashioned musical or like something that it's sort of educational and like not one that they'd want to watch, but one that they'd rather watch than go to bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Or, But also that just expands their repertoire and allows them to be like citizens of the world and carry on conversation. Yes. So Such there's like a, Jurassic Park. I don't know. Does that, would that fall no, into that? No, doesn't, that doesn't count. But we've been watching yeah. a series with them called The Men Who Built America. Oh, okay. And it's very interesting. And it's basically, the show's like an hour to an hour and a half. It's kind of like a mini series. And it goes through like Carnegie and Vanderbilt and um, gosh, who's the steel guy? The Rockefeller, you know, it goes, or oil, Rockefeller. Um, anyway, it goes through all of those people who had kind of JP Morgan and it tells their story from like- okay. It's, you know, you know how we said at the kind of at the beginning of the show that um, sometimes there's a lot of like wasted breath before we get to the nugget. I think you might have just provided the nugget. That's genius. What? Educa- like at, at, sitting down and watching some sort of educational piece because I am at that stage with my children. And you're right; they would love to not go to bed. And why don't we sit and watch something? So, what are your resources for finding these things? Like, where do you where do you find it's, these? Things? It's things that like my husband grew up watching a ton of musicals. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he loved that. And, you know, he's like, at the time, of course I complained. Of course I'd rather be watching something good, but you know, so we'll like make them watch. We just go through the whole, the whole canon. I mean, seven no, but that's what I'm saying. where are you finding the pieces on Rockefeller and these documentaries? Oh, where well, are you getting it? I don't, I just kind of like you hear it through word of mouth. But so here's the deal. So watch the Ben and Built America. That's a great way to teach your kids about business and kind of, and it's like, you know, it's both the highs and the lows. I mean, Rockefeller was ruthless. I, I learned so much. Like, it's not painful for me to watch these things with them. You know, we're not watching, like, flashcard movies. They're very well done. Um, and my children, by the way, are in context, are, like, almost 11, 8, and 6. So my 6-year-old is bored out of her mind. But um, the 8-year-old and the 11-year-old are really into it. And then the second part of it is The Men Who Built America, The Frontier. And then you learn about, like, Davy Crockett. And it's amazing because so much of the stuff my son will realize, I'm learning this at school, you know, and he gets – he gets so excited because it, it's like bringing to life stuff they're learning about in school. So it's also like that. But yeah, we just do like a lot of musicals. We'll do things like, gosh, um, oh, Memphis Bell we did because they read, we read a book about my husband's great uncle who, um, who was a fighter pilot who was, who was killed in World War II. So we, we read his book. We read the book about him and then we read, um, and then we watched that movie to kind of reinforce that. So, you know, we just try just anything that like kind of depicts historical stuff. That wouldn't be their first choice, but again, they'd rather do that than go to bed. 
Yeah, TV consumption. I think we've nailed it. All right. Well, anyone who has hopefully enjoyed this episode but has recommendations for us, please shoot us an email at hello at the welcomehomepodcast.com or send us a comment at our Instagram site at the Welcome Home Podcast. And thank you everyone for listening. We hope that this content has been enjoyable for you. And if you are so inclined, please recommend us to someone else who might enjoy. Yes, we would love that. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. Welcome home. Welcome home.